With the Planet Fitness Black Card, you don't just get a great workout, you get a great perk out because your membership is packed with perks. Join for just $1 down and $24.99 a month. Join the Judgment Free Zone today. Deal ends Thursday, August 10th. See Home Club for details. Marco Voice. Daniel Marlon! Wonderful! Fantastic from Royce. Jude Bellingham. That's excellent. Jude Bellingham. This is absolutely brilliant. Jude Bellingham! Absolutely magnificent! Rina. Brilliant from the American. Just like that. Best of clearances! Oh, what a volley! Matt Hummels! Went in for Holland! Like he's never been away! The man in front of goal who is simply deadly! Sounds real good coming off a Holland hat trick. Unfortunately, it wasn't for uh, Dortmund. <laughs> hey, welcome back to the BVB podcast. My name's Jake. Carver is joined with me. As always, how how's it going, man? I'm doing well, thanks. It's good to be back. I had a nice, relaxing weekend and everything, so I'm happy to be here with you. How are you doing? Doing all right. So it's been a little more than a week since Carver recorded. He was he was out of the country, so let's all blame Carver. Yeah. Um, and then I've actually had COVID the last week, so it has been great. I'm feeling a lot better now. Basically feel like I have a cold, but I'm, it's not feeling good the first few days. But uh, so, so, so we, we put a little delay on the episode. Carver was getting back in a little jet lag. So, uh, and by the time Carver was ready to record, I was in the thick of it, not feeling good at all. But hey, we're back and here to recap, of course, uh, we're recording immediately, not immediately, but the, the day after the Hertha Berlin game, which looked a little better than Werder Bremen. But Carver was in, if you missed last, last week's episode, Carver was in Dortmund for the game versus Ver, Werder Bremen, which... I mean, I want to hear about your game day experience. We are so since we haven't recapped that game together, Carver and I haven't really talked about it. We basically stopped texting after the game because I'm like, Carver's. I don't want to. Carver's day has kind of been ruined, and I don't want to like. I don't. I don't want to make him think about it any more than he had to. Um, but we <laughs> we're going to recap that game, and primarily, I just want to hear about Carver's game day experience, and then we are going to talk about Werder Bremen. Uh, we did get the Champions League draw, so just a heads up. Uh, here in a couple of days, uh, later on in the week, we are going to do a, a game to go over the Champions League draw, our matches, and who we're playing, and our group, and everything. So uh, that is to come shortly. But I mean, I mean, anything else, Carver? Do you want to start off? Like, how was your trip back? How was uh, yeah. Ger- Germany, France? So the, the trip back was exhausting. I think we were traveling for 20, like two hours straight, I want to say had like an 11 hour flight from Germany to Dallas. And then there was like a six hour overlay in Dallas and then a flight from uh, there to St. Louis. But the trip itself was, was awesome. And Germany and Dortmund, of course, was incredible. This is the second time I've been. I went a few years back, actually within like two weeks of the pandemic. So it, we were playing Frankfurt at home and it was 4-0. And I think it was Holland's like second home game with us, if I'm not wrong. So that was my first time. And uh, going this time was just as an amazing experience. Uh, just a little bit more of a sour taste in my mouth leaving this one because <laughs> you're right. I didn't want to think about the game. It was really hard. Um, I just I could I couldn't believe my eyes, but at the same time I could, of course, because this is Dortmund. But not while I'm there, guys. Not while I'm like <laughs> I flew with a few thousand miles for this. <laughs> yeah. What was so? It, also, if you missed. 
anything from our socials or uh, if you missed last week's episode, Carver surprised me on the the podcast while we were recording that he, uh, which we started recording literally like 15 minutes after he checked in his hotel. And he's like, dude, I got some news for you. You're not going to believe this. Staying in the same hotel as Werder Bremen. Um, obviously, that didn't do anyone favors except Werder Bremen. Um, it, you know, it did do his favors. Oliver Burke listens to the podcast confirm because I poked fun at him last episode and then he goes on to score the winner. So, Oliver, appreciate you listening to the show. How about you go ahead and retire, though? Because like, he's like, ah, oh, that a hole is recording a Dortmund podcast across mm-hmm. the hall. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show yeah. him. Uh, what? So, what was I do want to hear about specifics like game day experience? hotel you did not have breakfast with Werder Bremen which we were kind of hoping for um, but game day experience leaving the hotel going to the stadium walking around it was awesome uh, so we I came back the night before the game from dinner and right into the like right next to the lobby they were in some conference room watching the Gladback game at the time I forget who Gladback was playing that night um, so the Werder Bremen team was watching that game and I uh, didn't see him in the morning, but the bus was still there. So I guess they were on a walk or something. Or could have just been in their rooms. I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah, the walk to the stadium is is fun. It's it's only like 15 minutes from the hotel. So, I mean, you're hearing chants right out the gate. Like the second you leave the lobby of the hotel, you're already hearing people in different areas of the town uh, chanting and, you know, families getting together and everything. So uh, awesome sight to see. And uh, the stadium it's incredible, obviously. It's beautiful. And uh, just my God, the crowd! And Madeline was like, "So when? When is the? When is the game?" And I was like, "Not for another two and a half hours." <laughs> and the entire street was just filled to the brim with people. And I was like, "I know it's nuts. Just wait till you get inside." <laughs> <laughs> and she was taken away, uh, just or just blown away with the with the noise. And she's like, "I knew it was going to be loud, but I didn't know it was going to be this loud." And yeah, I, it's it's breathtaking, really. I mean. It, years of expectations built up in my heads. And even then it was, it's just electric atmosphere in there, man. Yeah. Awesome. Well, do you want to get into the game then in the lineup? Um, any thoughts like overall? Sadly, th- what? Yeah, no, no, we have to get into it. Unfortunately, oh, yeah, That's sadly, all the good news the from that game ends there. I mean, thoughts going into the game, obviously your thoughts were probably a lot different being there, probably way more hyped. Um, but I was obviously optimistic going into the, this game, it being Werder Bremen, which they talked about this a lot on the commentary. It's like, and I think maybe it was Terzic's words who said beforehand, like Werder Bremen's not a typical promoted team. Like they're, mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. established historic. They've been around a, a long time. Like they're a, a big club. Um, so it, it's not like you're playing insert X who just got promoted. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I know they're Yeah. New, newly promoted side. And uh, I know I was even optimistic as well talking to you last week. And I think I called like a three or four nil of a clean sheet. But mm-hmm. I was saying that can't, I mean, I'm, I, I'm not saying we should underestimate them though, by any means. They're a team that can obviously perform and beat a lot of great teams on their day. It's just a matter of how are we going to approach the game? Are we going to go to play to win? Or are we going to sit back and let the game come to us? And I mean, that's pretty much exactly what happened. Of course, you're missing a few players i mean it really sucked to see at not in this even in the squad in general after the club basically said he was good to go a few days before and then of course ozchen too i mean i get not starting i guess because you want to be cautious but the man didn't even see the field and yeah. just look at his debut from just yesterday i rest my case yeah uh we did see i know we talked 
um, about maybe Wolf coming in and Bino Gittens, which was what I was calling for. So it was cool to see those changes. Um, but yeah, seeing us not have Adeyemi or Malin, which I don't think we got clarification before the game, like where Malin was. But it, I think he still just got a knock right now or something like that, and he's going to be out for the next week or two in well, general again. We, we know that now, crazy. but I feel like before this game, there wasn't mm, any mm-hmm. word. It was just like, nope, he's out. But seeing those those guys out not in the lineup at all, it's like, man, <laughs> what felt like like it felt like we had some depth, and now it feels like we don't. Um, so although I was, I was excited seeing Bino getting start, just it us it felt like we didn't have depth, which was a, a little concerning. But um, so the lineup was Guerrero, Schlotterbeck, Hummels, Wolf, Dahoud, Bellingham, Bino Gittens, Royce, Brandt, and Modest up top. Um, I was optimistic going into the game. Excited to see Bino Gittens get uh, just start and see what he could do right off the bat, and then yeah, I don't I don't know it it quickly it's quickly disappointed, not by just Bino so, Gittens I mean, was, but by everybody. Yeah, yeah, and it's not even just the the result at the end that was disappointing. It was pretty the whole game. I mean, we weren't it was a deserved result. We weren't creative basically all 90 minutes. Our buildup and offense in general looked really disconnected. I mean, definitely with Modest. It looks like we were playing with 10 men on the field. Uh, completely imploded in the last 10 minutes of the game from bad use of subs. That's on Terzic to really bad game management as well as the game goes on. And that's also on Terzic. And uh, I'm not trying to have like a huge go with him. Of course, I'm still and backing him. And, you know, the team's going to need time to jail. That's what I've already mentioned. The, week previously but it's just a major learning experience for Terzic I mean for the squad as a whole though too I mean how you're supposed to treat these kind of opponents and how you adapt when you realize you know the the shape that Werder Bremen took on I mean they were just pinning us in our own uh, half it looked like so much of the game and they were so versatile in their attacks and uh, just just cut through us like butter too when we tried to press it, they got through us so easily and we're in our final third within maybe three or four passes each time yeah, I think the the biggest thing that stuck out to me, besides Modest, which that was what I was seeing how we work and play with Modest was what I was one of the main things I was looking for in this game. I thought mm-hmm. or the Berlin game, uh, which we'll get into. But yeah, it's it's like playing down a man. It's like we're not utilizing him at all. We're not passing the ball to him. We're not. It's like he's not even up there. But passing that was the thing. We just did not pass at all. Like this whole game, like all we saw was. Brant and Bino Gittens and Bellingham and everyone just like trying to run through and pass. I don't know if that was, I don't know if that's them being overly confident, trying to just be like, oh, it I was, can run past this guy because he's from Vertebrimen. I don't know what it was, but it, it just tried the whole game, just kept seeing the, our players run, tr- attempt to run past and get the ball taken off of them. Like in the first it, half, we yeah. had 200 passes. Mm-hmm. In contrast, in the Hertha game, First half, we had 359 passes. Yeah, but it's also not just a matter of having possession. It's just what you're doing with it, too. And it, it, we looked like we maybe had half of an idea, but that just ran with that for all 90 minutes of give it to a wing back, try to chip it over their pressing player, and then get it to a winger, and then, like, I guess, drive forward and hope for the best while they 1v4 or something like that. And you just kept forcing that same play over and over, and it's like, it's just not going to work. And especially, too, I mean... It's, of course, going to throw a huge damper in your team whenever the main playmaker in your uh, squad, like Dahoud, is taken out. What was he, in the 15th minute or something like that for his shoulder again? And yeah. then you're left with 
of course, Bellingham, you know, depending on who's going to come in, is he going to be a little bit more of a defensive responsibility since he doesn't have someone next to him? And you would think Chan would be the guy to come in and do that. But wow, Chan was really poor that game. And I, I think Oz Chan could have definitely been uh, at least in the uh, in the train of thought for Terzic for to bring him on early in the game. But at the very least, after seeing Chan play for those 20 or 30 minutes in the first half, I say you get him out of there and you get Oz Chan in to play for the second half because there was just nothing that really Chan was doing correctly at all. I mean, aerial duels, duels in general, his passing was really bad. And he just he just doesn't look like he's happy anymore, which is strange whenever a player like gets upset because they're not starting every game. And then whenever they get the opportunity to actually go and play, they play piss poor and they act like they don't care. It's like, you know, you gotta you gotta earn your spot. Yeah, I'd be interested interested to know what kind of conversations went on between him and the coaching staff um, to see where what changed maybe because it seemed seemed like last season him coming on and, and doing that role playing wherever I mean he was playing a lot more um, and it's still really early but maybe I don't know maybe maybe there's the the shift in him knowing up front like hey you're not you're probably not going to be one of my starters but I could use you to be a utility man coming here well, and there and I. He, it's it's weird that he he calls himself like a a defensive midfielder. That's where his preferred position is. But even before he started slotting in the majority of time in our uh, defense, or our back line, excuse me. Um, even whenever he was playing DM like two years ago, whenever he first came and uh, it was like in the Champions League and stuff like that, I didn't think he looked that great in DM personally. I think he looks a lot better in a back three or uh, just center backs against certain opponents. I mean, let's not forget. I know I was just shitting on him, but I think he can be a great utility player for uh, that back line. I mean, he made the back four of Schultz, Chan, Pongracic, and Paslak get two clean sheets in a row. One of them was on the road. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, I think he definitely has the ability to, you know, organize certain defenses and uh, be a utility player in that back line when we need it. Because especially if we're looking to get rid of a Kanji, we're going to have three center backs if you're really trying to get rid of Chan or not play him. And there's just looking at our injury record. That's just, this is not plausible. Well, maybe that's where the frustration comes from that we signed Oschan and he feels that his, his spot, he, he doesn't have that spot anymore, which mm-hmm. he, although he did, he did, he came in and he played that role, but he did it terribly. I honestly kind of, yeah. I forgot. I mean, I'm still a little foggy, hazy brain and whatever, but like, I forgot that to who to get injured and he went in, but yeah, he looked, it was, it was not good. And then, Contrast that to last season when I would say I was more of a Chan fan and I was happy to have him stay this summer and us not sell him. But that's that's on the back of all his defensive performances, him playing in the back line, because that's what he did a lot of last season, especially yeah. towards the end, was he was that utility on the back playing a center back center role back or, or like right a back. right back on the mm-hmm. or th- three-man center back on the right. Um, so I think that's where my me backing Chan is coming off of that. It's like him as a... Uh, on the defensive line and not in a midfield position. But. Yeah, so again, I think this game is overall a really big learning experience for the squad as a whole, but definitely for Terzic. I mean, learning how to manage those games better overall, but definitely in the last 10 to 15 minutes of a game. I mean, that's crucial whenever you have, I mean, the most dangerous league in football, quote-unquote, 2 nil leads. And uh, I Again, with the subs, I usually I think Terzic is a lot smarter with the subs than Favre or Rosa. I mean, those two were horrendous with their substitution choices. But 
Uh, this one was just a little bit questionable for me. And I think Terzic made a lot of great decisions going into the Berlin game as a uh, segue. Oh, but also real quick, I also want to mention, I forgot. Um, the few positives I had from Bremen, one of them was I shat on you not. <laughs> Gio is back and fully healthy. And I thought he linked up play really well. <laughs> <laughs> and I would start him in the next game. And sure enough, just somehow he picks up another, and I'm not like necessarily going at him, but just like, what is going on? Like, there's no communication from the club when, uh, whenever he wasn't in the squad. I don't, I don't get what's It's going more, on. yeah, okay, for the, the Geo, and then I think we did get news, we did get news about Mullen, but what, what did Stefan, Stefan put something out. Um, maybe, maybe it was just along those lines of like no communication from the, the no. club. Um, but like, I know it's frustrating and they're going to get a lot of, Hey, if, if they put out a report that says, Oh, Gio's out, like everyone's going to be up in arms and mad, but we're not necessarily mad at you. We're mad at the situation. Um, and so I don't know if, if their thought is let's not put anything out. Like that's way more frustrating for us to see the lineup and see X player or Gio, I get not even X player Gio or Mullen. No one's there. And like to just like, just tell us why I would be way more satisfied. I'd be, I'm still going to be upset if he's injured. I get that. But if, if you just set out the lineup with like no explanation and I don't see Gio there or someone else or like Malin last week, like what, like what's going on? Like, yeah, I, I don't know if he injured himself during training, which is usually communicated or was it something that he picked up after the, like on game day after the game. Uh, but cause they could be like two different things, I guess. Cause if he, if he wasn't, or if he wasn't feeling well after the game, then why was he in the squad to begin with? And if he picked up something during training, well then how did that happen? You know, is this something new or is this the same thing that's been bothering for a while? Um, so, yeah, that was one of my positives, though. It was just Geo looking good. And, of course, that gets ripped from us, too. Uh, Koble, just he's been unbelievable every single game so far. I mean, all four games he's been unbelievable. And he continuously bails us out. So yeah. that was probably the biggest positive now after Geo getting another knock. But Did you is want there to any t- other thoughts you had on Bremen? Um, I was going to ask if you want to touch on the goals at all, um, we had the, uh, I was just going to say, so into the half into the first half, right before halftime, we saw Brant with a uh, Brant kind of rocket outside the box. Mm-hmm. Although I kid you not, I was typing up some notes as he's dribbling it and like taking a shot. I was already like about to type like Brant taking it on his own and mm-hmm. having a shot rip. And luckily for him, it goes in and I was like, Oh, didn't, but I didn't expect it. And I was like, I backed Brant before I'm, a Brant fan, but at the time and seeing how the game was going and just saw that over and over, like guys just trying to take guys on and not passing it as much. And, but I was like so frustrated at first until it went in. I was like, Oh, thank goodness. But still like, and that put us up one Oh at half, but we didn't deserve that either. Like it was just lucky that, that we got a goal right before halftime and luckily went ahead, but that obviously didn't help us moving forward. Um, and then, yeah, we, it was, Oh, it, it was tough. It was tough that we didn't really have any combinations for pretty much the entire game. I think the first one that I really noticed that looked solid was like towards the 79th or something like minute or maybe uh, 84th or something like that earlier in the 80th minute uh, with Mukoko. But yeah, there wasn't really any combination of, uh, of the team. So you're looking at, you're relying on individual brilliance and I all for Brant having a shot though. I mean, he's, he's someone that is not really a, uh, a stranger to shooting from that range and also scoring from that range. So I'm, I'm glad you kind of have a shot at the same time too. I mean, even if it doesn't go in, it's, if it's on target, you know, you're creating chaos in the opponent's box, which can lead to another shot. Yep. 
Um, and then 77th minute, we did see Guerrero. I don't even know how this one played out. I, it's been a while. I forget. Um, but it was it was a long <laughs> shot. Yeah, I remember anyway. the long shot. I don't remember how the ball bounced to him. Was it off a corner and then it bounced out to him? Or? I think so, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, I think it was Bellingham. That's Someone passed to him on the left side. Now I'm blanking. Yeah. But uh, it was it was kind of not the best reactions from uh, Bremen's – I think it was Pavlenka, excuse me, from the keeper. Um, he, I think he could have done better. It's not like it was unsavable, but it, it did have some venom on it. And, you know, yeah. it can be kind of – your defenders and the opponent's players can be blocking your vision too. So I don't know if he just was seeing it late or not. Yeah, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't the best shot. It was, I mean, it was accurate and had a lot of power on it, but it was like, it's pretty much right down the middle. Yeah. <laughs> so, but Hey, it went in, we would go up to 77th minute and, uh, and then everything went downhill after that. I mean, we had, we had about another 20 minutes to no, 10, 10 plus minutes of, we thought we were there. Did, did it feel like at the game, did it feel like thing it was wrapped up and do you think we just shut off or did you get those vibes there? Um, I don't think it was I, – I, as, as we kept – the game kept going on, we weren't controlling it at all. We were just kind of uh, yeah. smashing and grabbing goals as wherever we could. So, I, yeah, I could get some whiffs of an equalizer coming um, even even before the first goal. It was just, it was just dangerous as – but I, I'm also a person who thinks we should probably go and go for the jugular and get a third. I know some people were saying defend the lead, but at, we, we had opportunities put, to put this game to bed. I mean, for example, you had the I, there, there was that combination play that I mentioned earlier that Mukoko. Uh, I'm not going to say he should have scored, but he could have scored uh, his with his combination with the Guerrero. I think it was. Or, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but he had a shot on goal and it was just saved. And then also you have Hazard hitting the post in the 80th minute or something like that as well. So. I mean, you had opportunities to go 3-0 up, and that would have definitely probably put the game to bed. But um, as you as you become more defensively shaky in those last 10 minutes and you're, you're kind of losing your uh, stability and organization, yeah, Bremen are going to punish you, and, and they did. I don't remember the exact details, but it was something along the lines of the best comeback of all time, the latest, latest three goal or two goal deficit so, comeback ever. Yeah. So, uh, it, it's never happened in the Bundesliga and it hasn't happened in Europe or across Europe in the last 13 years for a team to come back and score three against two, uh, or uh, excuse me, uh, score three goals in the last six minutes. Yay. Hey, yeah. at least it, at least it <laughs> took something historic to beat us. Right. <laughs> yep, that's what I that's what I told man. And I was like, at least you witness history today, because <laughs> I mean, like right when that third goal went in, I just I felt everyone was throwing beers behind me, and I just I just dipped my head down. I couldn't believe it. So did the person next to me. We were doing the same thing. We just we just put our head in our hands and just didn't move. Oh, it's like I traveled two thousand miles for this. <laughs> God. What, yeah. So what was your uh, real quick? I want to know like post game. Um, what, <laughs> What'd you do after? We just, what was I mean, we, just, we just we walked to a restaurant. It was like thirty minutes away, uh, so just walked in. I mean, you have fans walking all back to wherever they're uh, coming from in the town, so you see Dortmund jerseys literally everywhere. But that's pretty much it. I just I just ranted for like fifteen minutes on the walk back, and people around me were ranting too. Um, and then we just kind of relaxed for the rest of the night. I didn't really know. I didn't want to think about anything else, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I I literally. I literally did not text you purposefully. Like I was mm-hmm. just like, no, I'm not. Cause I was telling 
my wife, Claire, I was like, like I experience it's different when you like you, I'm used to not used to it, but I do. Mm-hmm. It's a way different experience when I'm sitting here on my couch watching it and we have something horrendous happen. Uh, yeah. I have a lot of other things to distract me, but to be there just makes it so much like hurt so much more. So I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. And it's, and so many of the fans are, you know, the fan base as a, as a whole is just so collective. So you just, you feel the emotions good or bad in that stadium. Yeah. You know, of course the pops, whenever we score and just everyone grabbing each other, a guy behind me just kind of like grabbed my head, which I personally do not like anyone touching me in public, <laughs> but that's like the one time where I was just kind of like turned around and doing it back. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. All right. Um, still an unforgettable experience overall. And um, going into this next game, I mean, yep. there's there's not much I would change the lineup. Honestly, I, I still start Modest. I know he's had some, at least he hasn't had like had a lot of touches, but he's had a few games now to really get himself in, involved, and he hasn't. But that's also on us, not entirely on him. So I do start him again. Uh, but if he doesn't perform well in the, in the first hour, I bring in Mukoko. Um, but other than that, Terzik's lineup is exactly what I would have put out. I mean, definitely starting with Ozchan. Yeah. Um, so we did see the lineup. Guerrero, uh, Schlotterbeck, Hummels, Wolf, uh, Ozchan, Bellingham, Brandt, Royce, Adeyemi back in. <coughs> and then Modest starting up top. Are you surprised? Are you surprised to see Hummels still um, getting the start? Or what are your thoughts with Sule, I guess, especially after I, that last game? I'm... I mean, you really said it. I, I'm not surprised. Hummels, I thought, did actually pretty well this game. Yeah. And uh, Sule, I, I wouldn't start him after the 10 minutes that he had. I'd, I'd maybe ease him back in, which is what Terzic did. Mm. But I don't look at the performance from Sule and say, you know what, that's a man that I want to start want starting next week. Yeah. I think I'm going with the experience and someone who can help organize that back line a little bit better because Sule is not – I mean, he said himself in the press conference when he joined, he's not a vocal player. So not that that's the – determining factor if he's vocal or not, but he just looked poor. Yeah. I, this is going to sound probably bad coming off the, us just talking about Werder Bremen, but I think I said after the first and maybe second game, I think, cause we were talking with Stefan. So maybe after the first game where I just feel, and I think it's just having Schlotter back back there. I feel so like secure with the, our back line, especially with Hummels and, and Schlotter back. Like I feel really, I just don't see us getting like, cut open as much and i don't know there's just something about it seems way more solid it's like i know what to expect from those two back there and i i don't have the the worry the the same like zagadu kanji worry that i used to have i hear you but it it really also comes down to the coaching i mean what kind of system are we going with so if people wanted to look at the average or just some of the differences between these two games uh first it's just a slightly different shape. I mean, look at the average positions between our last two games. So against Bremen, everyone kind of crams to one area of the field, the left side, leaving uh, Schlotterbeck was kind of a little h- higher up at a position and Hummels behind him, and that's it. So it's just Schlotterbeck that is like higher up, crammed with either like six other players, and you have Hummels all the way back. And if you look against Berlin, you have like a diamond on the average positions of Ozchan sitting right in front of them of Hummels and Slaughterbeck, and they're both like together on the same line. So you have that solidity of the back three, that little uh, pyramid in the back. And yeah. already you're setting yourself up for a lot more defensive stability, which is what I thought we saw a lot of in the Berlin game. And the second biggest thing was this is uh, the Berlin Dortmund knew how to get their striker involved. And mm-hmm. Modest was night and day these past two games. He was incredibly disconnected against Bremen. I think he got like 12 touches total. 
and he played like what 75 minutes at least Mm -hmm. um but looking like that to being a now constant dangerous threat and dangerous target in the box uh again night and day for modest against berlin yeah and he had which granted this game we had a, a ton a ton of shots this game overall as a team but he had like i think it was four in the first yeah. half modest did um and mm-hmm. as i said before that was my one of my points that i was looking out for is like can we get modest involved and i think a lot more of it has been on us not making the right passes or even looking for him a lot yeah, like you kind of see much i mean and we we do have the players like Ma, i know mala's not playing but adiyemi like those guys who can get in the box and work in tight spaces and just run like run um mm-hmm. and they're maybe not as much looking for getting out wide and crossing but more like cutting in and get, getting getting in those tight spaces which is like with Modest, I think we need we need to be crossing it to him more. We saw that like we had, he had a couple of good chances off crosses coming in. That's how he scored that uh, cross from Oshan, um, and then there was a different one from I think Wolf who crossed it in maybe. Um, but yeah, it's, you uh, play it's just your striker's it's, strength. Yeah, it's it's changing up the styles. It's knowing how to to work and pass to Modest instead of just letting him float in there and and not feed him with anything. So uh, that definitely looked a lot better and. Man. Yeah, and I know with so I, yeah again our attack just looked much better because we knew how to get our striker involved and that uh, just makes us that much more dangerous all around. And of course, I want to go back to Ozchan because I just I don't want to understate his performance at all. I mean he he performed so well. He, uh, he was intelligent on, on and off the ball. Excuse me. He's uh, he isn't prone to committing stupid fouls. He doesn't look like a, a player that really loses his head. He's simple but smart with his passing able to sit deeper in uh, those half spaces and cover the uh, back line better. Just a solid player overall, and he would have helped manage the game against Bremen a hell of a lot better uh, than Chan. Over, I mean, definitely. Yeah, th- honestly, that's what I was about to jump into was, oh, was Chan. Was, he, was, he was so good. He looked so mm-hmm. good, so solid, and um, he, he was able to win the, win the ball, or whether it was intercepting pass or just winning a bunch of tackles to, to get the ball over. Like Even his, his passing looked pretty good, too. Um, and I think we saw how many chances do we see Bellingham have? Um, he it was today. very unlucky. Like he should have had a couple goals, got very unlucky. But I think we, we, I think we talked about it last week. If, if say, if we bring Oshan in someone who can sit back a little more, that gives Bellingham the option to go up a little more. Cause we have that security with Oshan. I think that's exactly what we saw. So it gives us the stability in the back and then, Bellingham the ability to go up a little more and be a this secondary attacker to fall fall into the box. Completely agree. It's well said. I I think Bellingham has also said in the preseason that he's been working on developing more as a box to box midfielder that can get in those advanced positions and actually go and shoot and score some goals. Which I mean, even before this season, you could look at plenty countless examples of him being at a dangerous attacking midfielder at times. But yeah, I, I'm glad that he. He, he still has some work to do, clearly. I mean, he, he could have put some away to get today, but um, still looked decent overall. What did your uh, what were your thoughts on Adeyemi back in today? Coming off his injury? Um, it's Yeah, I mean, that's just it. He's coming off an injury, so he didn't look too much into the, uh, the pace of things, but it's just going to take time for him. And also, again, he's still at a brand-new club, and I think this is his second game with us, at least in the league. Um, so still adjusting to the league and everything. He's got lightning pace, and he would have been another player that would have also helped a lot against Werder Bremen if 
a player like Jamie Bino Gittins just wasn't performing well against Bremen, in my opinion. He was really predictable and kept giving the ball away. Um, I think another great option on the wing last week would have been Adeyemi had he been healthy. But mm-hmm. I really like what I I know he he's had some chances and he's had some like pretty horrendous shots um, <laughs> off some pretty like open chances to score. So his finishing isn't quite there, but I it, a big part of it is his pace and his his speed. But I really like what he sees, and I think anyone who thought maybe this was would be too big of a jump going from Salzburg up to the Bundesliga, I think, yeah. I think I think he's right. Like I think he should be a starter. He's just got to work on that that finishing. But I every time he plays, I love it. Like I love seeing what he's gonna do. Um, and I I think it's just a matter of time till he finally like bangs one in and just. He needs to clean up that finishing a little bit. But I was excited to see him back in the lineup. He did, like, slip a couple times. There's one... Okay, I got to say, because I saw a tweet about Mounier having that shot towards the end that w- just went way out wide. Someone's like, mm-hmm. Mounier's shot looked like he was just switching the pitch, and it was terrible. But I was like, if you go back to the first half, Adeyemi had that shot where basically he did the same thing, but he also, like, slipped and fell at the same time. It's like, that was definitely the worst. Yeah, More a few shot. players in general, like uh, on Berlin too, were slipping. I don't know if they overwatered the pitch a little <laughs> bit before the game, but yeah, yeah. Munier's shot was horrendous, though. That was <laughs> that was one of the worst shots I've seen, at least for us in a long time. What are your thoughts on? I know we talked about it a bit last week, but Wolf versus Munier on that uh, right back. Yeah, that's another thing that we kind of got slapped in the face for for predicting, didn't we? <laughs> Thinking Wolf should. Which I still think he should. I, I I genuinely do think he just because you have one bad game doesn't mean um, that's just that's end all be all for you and on the bench. But uh, Wolf looked a little bit better today, and I, I mean it still depends, I guess, on what is going to happen with Munier. It's interesting that Munier has himself has called like these reports about him potentially leaving propaganda, and Terzic I think even came out and said that too. But at the same time, it looks like some of these may be a little bit more truth than what most people are seeing. Maybe it's just like a face that the player and the club are putting on, but who knows? I, I was almost feeling like him not starting plays into it more that maybe they are planning for a departure, a potential departure. Um, Cause I, I don't know. I, that's, I, I, I'm still along the lines with like, I don't know why Munier is not starting. Um, mm-hmm. Cause well, we're th- three games in, three or four, three, is this three, four, four. So I, I just don't, don't see like, it's not like he's had a run of games where like he played terribly um, for five games. So, okay, let's bench him. Like it was a pretty quick, let's let Wolf start. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's why, what makes me think maybe they are like planning for him to go out. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either, but I, I do like, I have been liking what I've been seeing of Wolf. Um, I mean, not just uh, just to look at that Bremen game, but I think he's just got a lot of different good qualities to kind of give him the go for starting, at least for a little bit longer, and see uh, what we're looking at as the team continues to gel this fall. Yeah, I mean, Wolf did give that banger a couple weeks ago. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, any other player specifics you want to point out? Um, Besides Kobel again, I mean, I know I oh, mentioned man. for the Bremen game, but same thing here against Berlin. It's every single game, he's just—he's unreal. Three minutes so in, good. saved us three minutes in, then saved a late one. I think in the seventieth. 
he's, he's already he's already miles ahead of Berkey, man. And I'm really not saying that because like Berkey is just like a bad keeper, but he's just that much better than Berkey. And he's only been here like a, not even a fraction of the time that Berkey's been here either. But and the thing is, too, Coble's just he's so young and he's going to get so much better, too. Yeah, I touched on it earlier, but Schlotterbeck and I just feel so secure with Schlotterbeck during the game. I put out a tweet and I was like, man, isn't it nice just like knowing Schlotterbeck's going to be back there and save it. Like he's always coming in with a big slide tackle or something to save it. And right after I tweeted that, I was like, oh, God, I really hope I didn't jinx anything. And he's going to like <laughs> mess up and let a goal in or something. But man, man, I just love him. I, ugh, he's, he's so solid back there. And, and he's, it's early for him too. So he's going to keep getting better, especially if we get something established. If Sule can work him himself, um, him back into the lineup and they start working mm-hmm. on that partnership, or if it is Hummels, I, I've, Liked what I've been seeing from Hummels too. So uh, either or, I like. Yeah, I like. That's like the one thing about Schlotterbeck is he is a he is a risk taker, <laughs> and uh, with those tackles, I mean he's always diving in and everything. But I mean for the most part, he's very intelligent still, even though he takes those risks. They and- never look. I mean they look. I think in the, the play of the game, they look nuts. Like they look wild and a bit out of control. But like when you see the replay, it's like he he knows exactly what he's clean. doing. He always mm-hmm. gets the ball. It's always clean, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. All right, anything else uh, from this game? Schlotterbeck, Guerrero, Hummels, Oshan. We just need to see Oshan next game. Again, he's proven himself, so hopefully he can stay in that starting lineup for next time. And Yeah, at least, Terzik, at least Terzik has learned from the Bremen game. That's that's what the biggest thing for me was, is, is he going to actually take everything that he saw and witnessed into consideration? And it looks like he did. It looks like he actually has a game plan of how to get Modest involved, which... It's the only reason we got him is to have someone like that in a box. And if you're not going to be able to feed him those crosses, then he's not going to score goals for you. Um, but so, yeah, our attack looked better. And I think going forward, we know who to go with whenever DeHood is out the partnership next to Bellingham. Cool. Um, and then so we are going to talk Champions League. Like I said, uh, that'll be out in a couple of days. So be looking for that. Uh, we pre- Sorry again for the delay. Uh, of this this episode and delay after our Werder Bremen game. Um, but we, we will be back very soon. So we appreciate you listening. You can always follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the BVB pod. You can email us the BVB pod at gmail.com or head to our website, the BVB podcast.com. So, uh, and hey, we've been getting a lot more reviews, whether it's Spotify or Apple. So we really appreciate that. Um, if you want to send us a nice note, that'd be great wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you don't want to send us, if you don't have a nice note to send us, you can DM us on Instagram or Twitter, and then we'll uh, we'll we'll talk it out. But uh, I think that's it for that's it for this episode and recap in Berlin and Werder Bremen, and then we will be back in a couple of days to talk Champions League. Thanks. See ya.